Hello, lovely humans. Let's talk about how wonderful the world is. Are you mad? It's bloody awful out there. It's just the worst. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hey, it's just the worst. Hello. I said it this time. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm you like, now what, what do I do? Now what do I do? <laughs> I stole it. <laughs> that's Patty. And that's Valentina. What's up, guys? She's stealing my lines. I am. I'm throwing her off because she's making me go first. Yes. Or so only. That's, that's not going to mean anything yeah, to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> she's making me do Sunday. Yes. Nope, that still doesn't. That doesn't no. Nope, still Sunday. <laughs> We're still getting a hang of our new schedule, everyone. I've had a couple of people be like, what the fuck are you doing with yourself now that you're only doing one episode a week? I know. I it's, was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I don't know a lot of people that do, too. I do. I, yeah. Including was... your all-time favorite, My Favorite Murder. Mm, well, yeah. They do that. But that's because they have content handed to them. If you yeah. guys want to send us shit to read, I'll read it. That's fine. <laughs> Tell me your stories. <laughs> Tell me what's terrible in your world. You make me write 10 pages of research. Oh, poor Valentina's overworked. Yeah, it turns out the world isn't as bad as I thought. Because I'm having trouble it's pretty coming bad. up with I worse you, things. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Because some of it I just can't. I mean, I can't do any of the animal stuff. Right. So the last white rhino dying yesterday made me want to die and i cried and i was trying to think of the last time i cried and like i've known humans that have died mm -hmm. and that i haven't cried about that doesn't make me cry as much yeah no. it's not as sad i mean i mean it when is. a kid dies that's pretty sad like when my niece died yeah that was sad i was sad yeah about that. i cried a lot about that that's, went into a deep depression etc etc <laughs> I feel like that's a good response. If yeah. you didn't, it'd be weirder. It would have been weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, when our cat died, though, I also oh, cried. Oh, fuck. That was terrible. I thought man cat was going to die once. He got jaundice. What? I know. It was like a Friday night, and he just started to look really kind of peaked and just kind of like squinty faced and then i noticed like over the weekend he would just sit by his food bowl and just sit by his water bowl so i started like googling if that was a thing and they were like yeah that means your cat's like super sick so i was like fuck so i took him in and then i felt like a horrible person because i think i waited until the monday to take him in right well so it's not 10 times as expensive so i took him in and i could tell that the vet was just like oh this is a sick kitty Oh, no. And I was like, oh. And I remember, like, she was like, leave him here. You know, we're going to do everything we can, blah, blah, blah. So I got in my truck, and I had to drive to work. And I remember just, like, scream crying on the phone to my mom. Like, and I'm sure I terrified her because I was like, if he goes, I'm going to go. I don't have anything to live for. <laughs> I was just like, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. And he terrible. pulled through. <gasps> That's so, amazing. You know, like $1,000 later. Yeah. We had one of our cats died. We had him put down eventually. Oh. But he had diabetes and we didn't know until he was basically in a diabetic coma oh. almost and they're like well we can bring him back oh. but then you have to give him shots every day and this will happen again it's and ridiculous. you'll have to be monitoring it and we're like you know what that's no way for a cat to live no so we put him down and ian still ian still like bumps out so hard on because it, it was like his cat and my cat almost died one time while i was out of town mm. and ian's like the kind of person he's pretty practical about animals like 
you don't spend more on the vet bills than the animal. The right? quality like there's, of life There's got to be, be yeah. some balance. So he's like, you know, you just don't spend a ton of money on vet bills unless it's a horse, which I just don't They're mention. always a ton. So. Yeah. Um, and so the cat got sick while I was out of town and he brought it to the vet and he's like, do whatever you have to do. <laughs> Do not let this cat die while she's out of town. I will. A divorce is so much more expensive than this vet bill right now. Like, you could do a full body right. transplant exactly. on this cat and it will cost me less than my divorce. So good man. Cat's still alive. What a keeper. Cat's happy. Yeah, he is. He's a good guy. Yeah. That's adorable. Right. And yeah. He's being so. very kind about me just lolling around the house the last couple of weeks. That's nice. I know. He shouldn't care anyways. No, he doesn't. It's been, it's like, in fact, I, he, he told me, so I quit my job two weeks ago. And so last week was my first full week off. And he's, he keeps telling me like, you can't, you can't look at me and act like I'm the one trying to make you get a, like, you can't look at me and feel guilty because I don't, I'm, I'm fine with this. It's care. fine. And he's like, don't use me as an excuse to feel bad. I'm like, oh, hmm. Okay. But I have been harassing a lot of people in the last week, like, because I need something Job to do. Wise? Well, no, just oh. like, let me help you with that. I, I don't care that you didn't ask. I'm going to tell you. Why don't you organize my house for me? <laughs> I'm not that good at that. That would take you the next six months. I would probably just get a dumpster and throw everything away, and that would make <gasps> you mad. At least donate it. When we moved out of our house, we filled up a dumpster. And we donated a lot of stuff, but we threw away a shit ton of stuff. I do not know why I'm so weird about throwing stuff away. Like, I've never grown up impoverished. I've never been on welfare. We've never been, like, a hand-to-mouth family. Like, we weren't rich. Yeah. But we never, like, I had a horse as a kid. Right. Like, that is a sign of affluence, Right, like, we usually. lived in, like, a normal house. <laughs> we had two cars. I get a car when I, I mean, it was, like, a shitty little, like, Nissan pickup, but, like, I've never really wanted for much besides right. super nice things. So I don't know what, but like throwing away food stresses me out so much. Like at work, we get, you know, when I worked for the VC firm, we would get lunch catered every day. Yes. And that's why I want to get a job there. They never know how much. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty good about knowing how much to order, but like some days people just aren't there as much. So you wind up and you can't give it away. Right. You can't you can't feed the homeless with it's it because you can get in trouble. It's just garbage. fucking stupid. You're just throwing a hundred burritos in the trash and I would just get sick about it. And I was like, why do I fucking care? Like, I don't actually like people. It is terrible though because it's such a fucking waste. I like, guess I just think about like how much goes into it. Yeah. Like someone, like that was a lot of water to grow the lettuce and the beans and the flour that went into the tortillas. Like, cows died for those, for the cheese because their lives were so terrible and the beef and like, I just get released. Like an stuff. existential crisis every time you throw away a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just started this really neat delivery service called Imperfect Produce. Mm -hmm. Oh, with the tangerines. The very <laughs> imperfect tangerines. Okay, so the backstory on that. <laughs> is uh one day i wo woke up normal um i had had my face done like botox like fillers whatever a couple days before but i've had that done in the past so that 
was the only thing that was possibly interesting about my life at any point. But it was like a Saturday morning and I got up and I took like my meds, my vitamins, which I don't take with food. So like that was normal. And then I think I was just like puttering around the house and I had all this fruit. So I had a mandarin orange. And next thing I know, I'm sitting in front of the computer. My neck just starts getting really, really hot. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, I'm really warm. This is really weird. So I get up and I go look in the mirror and my face is beat red and I, I took a picture of it and showed it to patty so she knows what i'm talking about but it was like the worst sunburn of like a midwestern person in mexico like it was intense and i was <laughs> just hot and so i was like oh god i gotta take a shower so i get in the shower and i was like oh this kind of isn't helping and i get out and now it's making weird red patterns in like the shape of a tank top on my body so it's not even just all of me it's just like weird spots on my arms and then it's hurting worse under my tattoos than it is on my non-tattooed arm so i'm like oh my god i've been poisoned and i don't know what's happening and so my friend lauren's like go to the hospital go to the hospital and i was like i don't go to fucking hospitals I'm <laughs> fucking pussy so it's just like i'm gonna ride this out i'm gonna ride this out and it managed to take like an hour and i think and i took some benadryl and I wound up being fine. And to this day, I have no idea what it was. And fucking it, nuts. I've never. So then I just eyed the mandarins like, <laughs> oh, I don't know what's going on with you guys. So Have no you offense, e- imperfect produce, but. <laughs> have you eaten mandarin oranges before? And maybe oh, yeah. you're. Okay. A ton. Cuties. Cuties by the bag. Oh, cuties are so good. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay. I mean, but no more imperfect. But you don't have to like wash oranges. Like it couldn't be like no. a pesticide or something. No. And, like that's not why it's imperfect. Right. Right. But anyways, so yeah, I had like two bags of green beans and cauliflower and all this stuff, and I was like, just, it would all went bad. Because <laughs> I go through phases where I cook everything. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to order more green beans and order more Brussels sprouts, and then I don't want to cook that next week, so then they just sit there. <laughs> I do the same and thing. And then I was like, my name is Valentina, and one of my hobbies includes throwing away produce. <laughs> like, I just felt really <laughs> bad about it. Yeah. It's brutal. It is hard. Produce doesn't... I do the same thing, though. Like, I'll be, have be these big ideas about how I'm going to cook something. Totally. I don't fucking cook. I eat pickles and bean and rice <laughs> burritos pretty much exclusively. So... It's such an absurd thing to eat. <laughs> I love it. I go through jars of pickles a week, honestly. I make a lot of um, just... Burritos with beans and cheese. Mm-hmm. I just do it with easy. beans and rice. But I yeah. have actually given up the tortillas. So I'm trying not to do so many carbs. I read you a know, really good article. Summer body time, Valentina. No, it was on like New York Magazine. <laughs> and it was saying it was just like a bunch of nutritionists and doctors and surgeons and everybody weighing in. And they were like, just eat vegetables as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Have some bread. Mm-hmm. Have like don't eat processed foods. Right. Try not to eat stuff with a ton of sugar in it. If you're going to have a dessert, like try to have just like eat stuff the most natural way that you can. Yeah. But even then, like raw food isn't the answer either. Like it's better when you cook tomatoes than if you eat raw tomatoes or like and frozen produce is actually better than what we can what we're sold to be fresh produce because normally i mean we're in california so it's probably a little bit different we probably do get it fresher but if it's been on a truck for three days it's not as good it's like if it was like vacuum flash frozen frozen or whatever yeah. yeah it's it's a crazy world out there i just know that for me um and it's not even so much like with the carb thing is like they make me tired really for example today i went to lunch and we were supposed to go somewhere where i could get 
I went to lunch with my team, my old team. Oh, cute. My ex team. They, yeah, they took me to lunch. And because um, I didn't really get to say goodbye. Because <laughs> <laughs> I ran out the door. I, ran, I did. And they said it's great. They said that people are still coming by my desk that somebody else sits at now and being like, where's Patty? Oh my God, that's amazing. Because they don't tell anybody when someone leaves. Of course. So they keep going, oh, she doesn't work here anymore. And people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> What happened? Hmm. And nobody knows. She's in witness protection. She's exactly. <laughs> um, but so we ended up going to this Italian restaurant because the other one was booked or whatever. And so I ate bread. Mm. And then I was like immediately going into food coma. Like I just really? wanted to take a nap. Yeah. Every time I eat bread. So I try not, I'm trying not to eat it as much because. Interesting. It does make I me love very bread. Tired. I do too. I love bread. <laughs> I do too. Have and you ever I don't been to a place like called Piatti? Twenty Piotti? million grain breads. Oh, I like those too. Dave's Killer bread. No, sourdough is my favorite though. No, I'm all about the just fucking white home pride. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, the ideal Valentina. bread is the fresh baked <laughs> Safeway bread, the French loaf that comes out hot at five o'clock yes, every day. Yes, that is not my ideal bread. Safeway oh my God, bread. It's so good. I used to, my mom like <laughs> couldn't take me to the grocery store because I would eat it all by the time we got home. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. It's so good. A little bread fanatic. Yeah. I, I do like bread, but I like like Acme sourdough bread or no. anything like the most sourdough bread you can find. Really? I love it. No. Yeah. No, uh, and pickles. So I, I like soury stuff, <laughs> obviously. I don't. That's it goes with my sour like personality. Kimchi? I'm afraid of kimchi. Why is that? Mm. Isn't it just pickled stuff? I don't know. It's an Asian pickling, which scares me. You are weird. Yes, I will admit. I am much more comfortable with the Germanic pickling of pickles and sauerkraut than I am with the Asian pickling of kimchi. I think they've been doing it longer, though. I'm racist. <laughs> with my pickled vegetables. I don't trust your Asian pickling. <laughs> your process. I, I Someone convince me, me otherwise. <laughs> Send your jars of kimchi to. <laughs> and I have yet to try kombucha, but I've heard that it's oh, great. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I like it because I feel like it uh, suppresses my appetite quite a bit. Oh. And I don't that. know if it's placebo, but I used to feel like it got me a little cracked <laughs> out and a little appetite suppressed. Oh, which it's... cracked out, I feel like, is the same thing. It's sort of like Wellbutrin. A little bit. <laughs> Not for me anymore. Yeah. Do shit. I think it's starting to wear off for me too. Mm. I'm not dizzy all the time anymore. <laughs> and I've started Everyone's wanting holding to eat still. again. It's so boring. <laughs> it's really. I was like, I think maybe I need to up my dose. No, I, wish. I have to figure out my insurance situation for next month though, because I don't have it anymore. <gasps> and Ian and went on Kaiser, so and I don't want to go on Kaiser. So I have to figure that out. Yeah, when I switched, my prescriptions went bananas. Yeah. Like, they were like, uh, your dose is more than we'll allow well, for I you think, to buy. Oh, that's right. Like, you were I'm like, sorry. Yeah. I've been on this prescription for like 10 years. It's, yeah. That's stupid. It really is it's crazy. It drives me crazy when insurance companies decide to intervene with what the doctors have already been doing. Like, And I yeah. will admit I don't understand insurance. I don't understand why pills cost $500 before insurance and 30 after. Because like, they make deals and buying in bulk. Because they can buy it in such massive quantities that they get these crazy deals. I, don't know. I feel like there's got to be. There's, but that's like there's the whole, clearly a scam going. Say on. it correctly, Screlly, Screlly, Screlly. That was his whole thing. Was he was trying to really what he was doing at the end of the day was scamming the insurance companies, uh, and not people because they would sell it to individuals without insurance for less. Right. 
which yeah, I think a lot no. of them do. So like for the, um, there's that medication for hepatitis C that Gilead put out. And it's like for a full course of it, it's probably like 80 to $100,000. What? For three months of the pill. Mind you, it cures you of hepatitis C, which Whoa. will otherwise probably kill you someday. Um, mm. And it, there's probably 20 years of research and science and, you know, tons of money right. spent on putting this together. It's still a ridiculous amount of money and probably way less in any other country. But if you don't have insurance, you basically get a coupon that says you will not pay more than $30 for this medication. So it's like this crazy. It's, it doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. I don't understand how any of it works. Yeah, the doctor's appointment's like $3,000, right. but you'll pay 20 And I'm yeah. like... <laughs> I feel like there's a discrepancy this is here. weird. Like, I don't understand. Yes, because I have had periods in my life where I was unemployed and couldn't afford Obamacare or whatever came before that yeah. as well. And they'd be like, yeah, it's going to be $696 for your prescription. And I was Holy like, it's shit. 30 Yeah. I think I'm going to end up doing Cobra. As I think that's <laughs> You touched your nose right as you said that. You're I, like, think I, I think I'm doing coke. I just kind of, that you know, you don't get that sick. It's God's prescription. <laughs> it's nature's prescription. <laughs> it no, it's not. It's gross. It it is gross. I agree. I'm not a big fan of coke. Yeah, I do realize that it does come from a plant. But, but I have watched after, the special after they pour gasoline on it. Gasoline and, and what else? Horrible, horrible things. They, Bleach. Yeah, it's really bad. That's pretty nasty. Yeah. It starts. Yeah, out I try to make you watch that Gordon Ramsay video, right? Yeah, no, we did yeah, watch it. It goes to like yeah, we did watch in the it. Wilderness. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's just odd that it was Gordon Ramsay doing it, but I mean, I feel like he would know. Let's. I want to know how to cook this. I just. I am a cook. Just from reading all the Anthony Bourdain that I have in my life, I just feel like the chef culture. They're nuts. They're rock stars. Yeah, yeah they are completely. And nuts. I remember. I remember back when the horse people were kind of like that. There, I'm. There might still be. Really I feel like everybody's so clean living now. The next generation, though. I mean, everybody. Ends right. Up wearing Whatever out. your parents did, you're gonna do the opposite. <laughs> so if your parents were like, "We're cleansing, we're juicing," yeah. you're gonna be like, "I'm gonna do blow." <laughs> so. Pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what have you been watching on TV? Don't tell me that you've had all of this time off and you haven't watched. Fuck all. You're going to hate me because I rewatched something. Oh, my God. I rewatched The Killing. <gasps> nice. Yeah. It's so good. Which seasons? One I two? watched one, two, and three. And then I just started four, and I was like, they jumped the shark on four, and I don't want to watch it. So, without spoilers, what happens in three again? Is it the homeless kids? Yeah. It's the, the so teenagers. So, one is Rosie. Two is what? Rosie. The first two seasons oh, are her. Yeah. And then and they switch the to homeless the, kids the homeless kids. Four, four is also still kind of the homeless kids because at the end, well, I'm not going to tell yeah. you, but it switches to another case, but the other case is still But there's kind like of on military them. or something? Yeah. Like it's a, mil a kid in military that. school whose family gets murdered. But I just started it and I don't think I'm going to watch it because the. I don't it remember. Jump the shark it. at the end of season three, as far as I'm concerned. I don't Anyway, but so that's what I've been doing. But mostly I've been trying to go out. Like yesterday, I didn't leave the house and it was a bad idea. That's I need to get out of the house every day or else I get a little sad. Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> now that Should I, I come can, drag you out of the house every day? Work, well, now that I can work from home kind of whenever I feel like it, which mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot. Because it's been raining and the drive is really long. <laughs> yeah. And I've had this 
fucking cough. Um, yeah, I don't leave the house for anything for days. Yeah, I would imagine days. that has something to has an effect on your. I think uh, it probably does. Yeah, I just signed up for a um, boot camp, like a six oh. week. See, so my big thing is I'm very weird about just joining a class, especially if like people have been doing it for years right. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like I don't being like the I don't like being the new person. So I did like a a CrossFit one where it was like a six week challenge. And so we all started the first day like not knowing our ass from our elbows. That was fine. And I loved thing. it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so then this popped up and I was like, okay, I'll sign up for that one. That's really all I want. It's just to take a class with all new people and mm -hmm. so whatever so i'm gonna do that it starts on monday oh good so that'll be see. fun uh, nice hmm. so you were gonna go first today what's your topic what are we talking about today <sighs> sorry we're talking about really happy things as we always do uh-huh <laughs> But not gross things today. No. Apparently we uh, grossed people out last week. Yeah. There's no bugs. There's no bugs. No parasitism, really. We're going to talk about the dangers of hitchhiking. Oh. <laughs> yes. For my teaser. <laughs> <laughs> so hitchhiking used to be a way bigger thing. It did. Were you alive during that time? Um, Not really. I mean, not really. Because yeah. I think that was like the 60s and 70s and that was a big thing. Yeah. So it was still happen. We still did it a little bit in the eighties, but um, so you have done it. I have, but not not That's okay. Insane. My best hitchhiking story happened in Mexico. The fact that you have a best hitchhiking story. <laughs> well, most of it was like, <laughs> oh, I'm hitchhiking up and down the peninsula. Like I need to get to the other end of the peninsula, so I'm just gonna catch a ride with somebody. That's crazy. Um, but my best one was in Mexico when me and my friend went to Mexico. And we were staying in San Jose del Cabo, mm -hmm. and we were trying to get to this beach that was, like, just kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. So we hitchhiked a ride with an exterminator, oh. a guy, a Mexican dude in his extermination truck, and he dropped us off, like, literally in the middle of nowhere and was, like, just walk down that path. So you got in a van with a man you didn't know that had poisonous chemicals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. super. Yeah. And then we let him let us off in the middle of the fucking what appeared to be the desert with a small trail in which he said just walk that way and you'll get to the beach you want. So then we did and we got to the beach we wanted and it was fantastic. Oh. And then out in the water there was this boat where they were doing like snorkeling tours. And so my friend is a fucking nut, this girl. And she's like we're going to swim out to that boat. What? So we swim because we, we want to borrow some snorkeling gear. So we swim out to the boat. They let us on. They give us lunch. They give us snorkeling gear. They tell us to go get our shit. They give us garbage bags to go back to the oh beach, my God. get our stuff. And they take us into Cabo San Lucas, into the port. What are the odds? I know. It was so much fun. We had a great time. We've been dead in a ditch. I, <laughs> it's, it's really lucky we're not. But it was super fun. And I would never do it now. Could you imagine? No. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. I was You're crazy. probably lucky that you don't have children because I feel like you would just have a heart attack every day being like, don't get in a van with a man in Mexico. So you know what my mom, I was hung out with my mom the other day and she was so funny and, the, my, and I posted this on Facebook. My favorite quote from her from Monday <laughs> was, I don't know where I was when I was raising you kids, which was perfectly classic 80s parent line. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one she said, she was like, well, it's a good, you know, it's, I don't know if maybe I shouldn't have just believed everything everybody always told me. Because she's like super just trusts people and loves people. And like whatever mm. they say, she takes it face value. And she goes, it's a good thing you guys were good kids. 
Ooh, and I was like, mom. I'm sorry, mom, your daughters were in, like, are getting arrested on the regular. <laughs> what about that is good? And she goes, well, you had good hearts. Oh, that's all that matters. <laughs> that's like, you're so sweet. That's <laughs> no, that's my mom. No, my I mom can remember, just... yeah, trying to sit with my mom and be like, and without being like, did you know I was doing all of these drugs? <laughs> without, like, completely breaking her heart in case she really didn't know. But yeah. being like, so you guys just didn't like wonder like at all like when my best friend went to rehab like in 10th grade <laughs> and she was the only person i spent my time with right. and i was getting a lot of nosebleeds like we didn't think we put it together at all they just were oblivious right but i don't know if it was on purpose or not that's i i think i'm gonna die not knowing my mom was my mom just wanted she just loved people and it was like greatest thing and the worst thing ever for teenage girls like it was awesome yeah. and it was terrible yeah. So. Oh, my mom's the kind of person that like makes friends in the line at the grocery store. Yeah. Like just gets along with everybody. And, yeah. Yeah. So clearly, I didn't experience any of the perils of hitchhiking, but I'm guessing <sighs> that in your story, we are going to encounter. We're going to talk some. about a gal that things didn't go so great. <laughs> Her name, and if you're a true crime fan, I'm sure this will set off bells and whistles. Colleen Stan. What? <laughs> also known as. No. No. I'm going to save it. She's known as Colleen Stan. I'm going to work up to it. She's <laughs> known as the lady. The, the, <laughs> the girl or the lady. Which, how progressive you feel. Yeah. So this is the spring of 1977. Uh-huh. <laughs> Prime hitchhiking time. Basically. Yeah. Um, she was a fan of hitchhiking. She did it many, many times. She lived in Oregon. I feel like that's pretty much prime hitchhiking territory. And also prime serial killer territory. So yeah, people. The Green River Killer? <laughs> like literally yeah. in Oregon killing hitchhiking girls? And I believe that Ted Bundy was also there for a while. Or was that Washington? That was Washington. Mm. Anyway. Yes. And then but I feel the, like that time period, there was a shit ton of serial killers. Yeah. And hitchhiking. Correlation? I don't know. I guess if you feel like you get away with it. I don't know. Crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm done. I've probably done dumber stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Be clearly I have. Bing bongo. <laughs> Bing bongo. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It says there's a serial killer in Santa Cruz who was preying on young hitchhikers at the See? time. So she should have been more mm, aware. Yeah. But she was young and high-spirited. Um, <laughs> well, you know how those high-spirited kids are. That just weighs out everything. Yeah. Um, so she wanted to go to a birthday party to, uh, for a friend who lived down in the Bay Area. Uh, so she's up in Eugene. Uh, so she decides she's going to hitchhike and she's going to surprise her friend for her birthday. Good times. Okay. So she's weary about it. Yeah, that's my cat playing with a bell. <laughs> like, what's happening over there? anyone feels triggered by a bell sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she actually passes on two offers. Like, one car stops and it's got five guys in it. And she's like, eh, that doesn't seem like a great idea. Good idea, yeah. Another car mm -hmm. stops and it's like one weird guy. And she's so she's not into that. But then this one car stops. And that's a guy. And she's like, he actually looked a, a bit geeky. And he had a, his wife with him with a baby. So mm -hmm. she's like, how can that be done? Right. So she gets in the car with them. Um, and then, boom, boom, boom. So, he, uh. They pull over at a gas station. Everybody gets out to pee. Okay. And apparently while she's in the bathroom, some voice says to her, whether she thinks it was God or something that said, run. 
Don't okay. go back in the car with them. Jump out the window, which is fucking wrong. She does not do this. She gets back in the car. And when she gets back in the car, she sees this big box on the back seat next to her. And she's like, that's really weird. That wasn't there before. Um, so then the couple gets back in the car. Uh, and they drive off. And they said, hey, we want to stop. And I don't know. I forget what they said. Like, look at some fruit or wind chimes or I don't know. <laughs> metal dinosaurs northern yeah pacific coast things so she's like yeah you know like you guys are giving me this ride like that's fine if it doesn't take too long that's great so next thing you know they pull over it's in this totally desolated area Mm -hmm. and he turns around and he puts a knife to her throat and he's like don't move don't fucking scream just sit still, blah, blah, blah. So he jumps back there and he puts the box on her head. And it, so it's this weird, like, I don't know, like three by three box. And it's lined with carpet mm-hmm. and it's really tight around her neck, I guess. Like, however, the weird way that he puts it on her is. Um, turns out he's a woodworker. So he's made this box for this purpose of putting somebody in it. Somebody's head in there. Okay. And it turns out, <coughs> pardon me. His name is Cameron Hooker, and he is a timber mill worker. He's only 23. And what? She's, she's 20. I didn't realize he was that young. Yeah, okay. I didn't at all. Because I looked up, when I was looking through the, like their birth dates, I was like, she's only three years younger than he is. This is Fuck. insane. Yeah, and the wife is only, I think, like, I no. Oh, mm, no. I think, so the wife's, like, the same age as the girl. So. Fucking crazy. Totally fucking crazy. So they take her she has no idea where she's going um so then they pull into a driveway and they of course she doesn't realize this at the time well she's got a box on her head right yeah so she can't hear she can't she can barely breathe it's hot as fuck like she just has no idea what's going on so she gets led into a basement the basement of their house and um She's put into what she can feel is a crate, essentially. So it's a smaller... God, could you fucking Right? Imagine? Oh, my God. She's just fucking walking along the roads. And then this is happening, too. So the next thing she knows, he's waking her up, and he takes her, and he's blind... He takes the box off, but then blindfolds her, and then strings her from the ceiling, or whatever, Um stretches her out and then just starts fucking wailing on her just starts beating on her and she has no idea what's going on and then she can kind of see out of her blindfold and she realizes that they are the couple is there and they're having sex like on the floor oh kind of underneath her basically yeah it's fucking disgusting so he takes her and then he um eventually cuts her back down puts her back in this crate and this is where she proceed to be for 23 hours a day for the next few years. That's so fucked up. <coughs> did, he, he, did he rape her or did he just beat her? Okay, yeah. sorry. So I'm skipping ahead. Yeah, so she's known <laughs> as the girl in the box. Or the lady <laughs> in the box. Yeah, or the, depending on <laughs> who wrote your script. Um, so turns out mm-hmm. his name's Cameron the wife's name is Janice Janice um was 15 when they met she was epileptic had really strict parents she wasn't allowed to like wear a bathing suit or talk to boys or anything but somehow I think she's 15 and he's 19 or something somewhere around there. but that was okay right well so they meet and so he asked her out and 
she's like, y'all have to talk to my parents. So he manages to go and convince her parents to let her go on a date with him. So they go on a date. The first date she goes on with this guy. He takes her out into the woods, convinces her to undress, ties her to a tree. And she just thinks that, I, I don't know, like, this is what guys do. Oh, she's this 15. Is, like, normal. Yeah. Oh, man. So he manages to kind of, like, railroad her for a while, convincing her that, like, all of this, like... He's basically just a fucking sadist. Yeah. He wants to beat her and tie her down and tie her up as much as possible. And he gets her to marry him uh, in 1976. So only a year before they kidnap this girl. Jesus. But so she is just abused. She is just his fucking sex slave. The wife. Yeah. Janice. So she does not want this anymore. So somehow they come to the agreement that she wants to get pregnant and have a baby. So at that point, he's allowed to go find another sex slave. So she's complicit to this whole fucking yeah. abduction. I hate of it. Another so let's girl. make somebody else deal right, with it. Right, exactly. So yeah. she's fine with that. So then they go. Thanks, Janice. Yeah. Fucking Janice. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so he takes poor Colleen out of this box for like an hour a day, usually in the evenings. This is down in the cellar. And he'll bring her food and water, and he lets her use a bedpan. Oh, and that's he, nice. And he beats her. Mm. And it starts out, he's just beating her. Like, he just gets off on pain. Um, so he just keeps beating her. And apparently, it was part of the agreement between him and Janice that he wouldn't have sex with the girl. It would just be, like, his get-off pleasure would be the beating and electrocuting and whatever part yeah holy shit yeah he wasn't very nice he wasn't, um, he wasn't very i nice. know that's weird it turns out nice. this kidnapper yeah. wasn't very nice so then and then in one place it said um that he was allowed to rape her orally okay which sounds horrible uh <laughs> obviously <laughs> no one's like oh that sounds fine yeah <laughs> well it could be worse but what Not if really, you that was yeah. bad uh, and then penetrated her vaginally and anally with implements instead. Wow. But then I watched a documentary okay. with her actually doing the talking, and she did not mention those things. Well, she might not want to get that I suppose that's it. true. Yeah. Um, so she's in this crate down in the cellar, and this is like the first, I want to say, year. Uh, and then they, the couple buys some land in Red Bluff, California. So that's like north of us. So it's like south of. Sorry, uh, we're in Reno, so it's oh, that's right, west so it's of us. West of us, uh, <laughs> yeah, like so, like south of Redding, north of Chico, that whole kind of okay, nowhere, yeah, out where all the crazies yeah. are. Yeah, <laughs> yes. sorry, sorry, all you crazies, mm, crazies. <laughs> so, um, but they move now. They've got land, but they don't have a home, so they live in a trailer. So there's no basement. Okay, well, it's a mobile home, but also it's no neighbors, like right? No, they're actually, I think there are actually neighbors. Okay. Because, yeah. So he has to figure out a new way to keep her. So he builds another box in a box and puts it under the master bed, which is a waterbed, because of course it's fucking 1978. <laughs> it was a waterbed. Okay. There's a waterbed in a goddamn trailer. Uh, seriously, for really. What well, who has a woman living under their waterbed in a goddamn uh, I trailer? I mean, this guy's got a lot of strengths <laughs> against him. There should have been a he's, a he's a groundbreaking kind of guy, <laughs> really. He's just the worst. <laughs> so he 
fucking just tells her, get on your knees and climb into this box. And he, this box is literally under their bed. It's got to be like a coffin, right? Like, I yes. mean, you, where you're just laying in it. Yeah. Okay. And she said that it would get up to like 100 degrees. Like, even there were little holes drilled in it for her. But she was basically oh, in there nice. in chains. Yeah. In this. And the wife, actually, when she gave birth to the second child, it was on the waterbed with fucking Colleen in the coffin underneath it. Are you As fucking it kidding? No, it's insane. Oh my god, completely insane. So completely insane. In at some point in here, he decides that he's going to make her sign a slavery contract. So he drafts like up, you do. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's that point in a relationship. <laughs> They've had the talk. Now they sign the contract. She's been under the bed for about four exactly. years. Exactly. So it says, you know, you have to call me master, you have to call my wife ma'am, you have to do everything I say, you have to wear this dog collar. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Um, And then he invents this whole thing about how he's part of this network, and it's called The Company, and it's a bunch of slaveholders, and they're slaves, and so the slaveholders look out for each other. So basically it's this, like, nationwide network that you can't escape, so don't fucking try it, because, like, people are watching. And so she fully believes it. And right. I mean, she's been there for years. Yeah, you would believe point. it at yeah. that point. You would believe whatever he said. And she was only 20 when he fucking took her. Yeah. So like 20 year olds don't know anything. And so, it, I mean, I imagine if that much could happen to you, why why wouldn't there be a... Right? A, why not? Yeah. A company that was looking out for exactly. each other. Yeah. So uh, she signs the slavery contract. So he gets a little... and. Once he scares her enough about the company, um, he starts letting her out of the box more and more during the day. Okay. Um, to do fucking housework. Well, she is a slave. Which, I mean, put me back in the box. <laughs> I want to clean your. Ki- I don't want to clean my own kitchen. Do you I'm think like, having that much like stimulation though might be worth it to like okay probably. actually get oh, to breathe God, clean sure cleanish air? Yes. And- uh, yeah, she's taking care of their fucking kids. That's so creepy. And the kids don't know that they tell her, like, uh, they tell the kids, like, oh, yeah, and she goes home every night. She, yeah. You know, she can't live with us, blah, blah, blah. She goes in, under the bed at night. I mean, that's just... Could you... No, so I, I don't know if this is part of your story, but I really want to know what those kids think I of the whole situation know. now. I don't know. I couldn't find it because, like, all the names... Could you imagine... If you grew up and you found out that 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 was your nanny, that's terrifying. Oh, no, no. How could you ever look at your parents again? No, it's awful. Well, it's like uh, when we were talking about the trafficking humans, mm-hmm. that one episode where we were talking about like some family um, that moved here from I want to say like, oh, Vietnam or yeah, something. And they they found their... out that like their nanny, yeah, you know, their auntie had been brought by their grandfather bought, over. Yeah, yeah, when they were like, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so he's got her scared to death. She's coming out occasionally, cleaning the house, taking odd jobs. Uh, apparently, was even going out socially with them. Uh, so the people in the community and the neighbors thought that she was just a live-in housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody suspected anything. Uh, so then, at one point, um, he does decide that he's going to start raping her, and. And the way she says it is that 
Um, she says that Janice said that if you really want to, you can. So then he was like, well, that's a hot dick of a dog. If you really yeah. want to. No, I haven't right. wanted to at all this whole time. No, I'm a man mm. that controls his impulses. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at. So, of course, he takes her out, ties her to the bed, yeah. rapes her. Yeah. And Colleen says she can hear the wife puking in the bathroom. So now this is like fucked the dynamic a little bit because right now, now he's a getting jealousy a, and right weird, and yeah. it's not it's not going in a good direction oh uh so but in the documentary she did say that he was only raping her like once a month so i mean that's better than every day i suppose but so now i think we're up to like four years years four years like you could go to high school during this time you could be a president like <laughs> A lot of things could happen yeah, in this amount of time. But you're living in a box. Four years. And you've been in a box. And you've been, like, raped every month. And you get pretty much beaten every day. Yeah. You're shitting in a bedpan. You're sleeping in a coffin under people's bed. Like, years. I can't imagine. I mean, I can't. I can't. I can't. No. So. Nobody can, I don't think. It's, no. Yeah. No. And so she claims that she would just, like, go away in her head. And she she's like, you... I learned I could go anywhere in my mind and you just learn to, she's like, I would just talk to God and I would, you know, think about my family and I would just think about places that I'd been or places that I wanted to go. And just kind of like went there and just kind of zoned out. Completely disassociate. Insane. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I think it's four, five years into it. He decides um, her Christmas present is going to be that she can go see her parents. Oh, yeah. Nice. So he takes her to her parents. Mm -hmm. And I think they live in Riverside. So it's a long drive. So apparently the whole drive, he's telling her what they're going to say. He's in town on business. <laughs> the old excuse. Yeah. <laughs> and the first thing I think of is what business is there in Riverside? I know. I... <laughs> I'm sure there's some. I know. And she didn't. And I kind of wanted to be like, I know this is really petty, but what business did he tell you to tell your parents he was in? Yeah. I'm kind of curious about that. Yep. Uh, so she, he actually drops her off at her parents' house. And she is way too afraid to say anything. Because right. he's told her the company is watching the house. If anything happens, they're going to kill everybody inside it. Like, right. don't say a fucking word. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Um, so... Then the next day he calls and he says, okay, I'm coming to pick you up. She's like, fuck. Still doesn't do anything. Right. So he comes in the house and her parent, and she introduces him to her, her it's her dad and her, his, her dad's wife. So I don't know what happened to the mom. Um, but he tells her to say that she's his fiance. Okay. And so the dad's like, let's take a picture. Yeah. So there's actually a fucking photo of her with her arms around him. Like, smiling for the cameras. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. So she doesn't Could see anything. Could you imagine, and you find out <clears throat> this later as her parent, and like, holy shit, that was just... And I didn't notice see anything. it. And the dad in the documentary was like, she looked thinner, but... And like, my dad would be like, whatever you're doing, keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sorry, dad. That's terrible. Um, but he's like other like she didn't look, you know, worse or where. Mm -hmm. So okay, thanks, Dad. Um, so he takes her back home, and apparently just like pulls the plug on all of her freedoms. She used to be able, I guess, before that she he let her out to go jogging. She could work in the garden, 
like she kind of knew the neighbors but like didn't tell them any obviously any other things that <laughs> yeah, were i live under the bed <laughs> oh yeah no worry <laughs> that's weird the trailer only has two bedrooms oh that's i just sleep under the bed it's cool. <laughs> um naked in chains yeah. you know like you do uh so <clears throat> So then he decides he's just going to put her back in the box for the 23 hours a day, oh, one Jesus. hour of rape and beating for the next three years. So she sees her family for a day and the result is three years of intense three captivity. Years, yeah. What did they tell the kids? I don't like, oh, sorry, your nanny's gone except for one hour a day when we pull her out and well, no, pay no attention so to what's happening in the bedroom. So then he moves only taking her out at night. Okay. Yeah. So after the kids have gone to bed, okay. takes her out, feeds her. Beats her. I guess he has a shed. I don't know why he doesn't let her sleep in the shed, but whatever. Because there's a nice, perfectly good box under the bed. <laughs> he spent so much time building it. Um, so then it says he, she comes back out. He reintroduces her to the children <laughs> and the neighbors and lets her get a job as a maid at a motel. What? Um, yeah, I know. And then he Do they decide... need extra income? What's going on? So what's going on? Okay. Uh, so then he wants her to become his second wife. So now first wife, Janice, is like, no, I don't like where this is going at Not all. Not okay. So now we're in 1984. So she was abducted in 1977. Now we're in 84. Uh, wifey, Janice, really struggling with it, decides to just fucking blow it up. She tells Colleen that there is a company, but he's not affiliated with it. So I don't know why she's still <laughs> why she, to that. Yeah, like she knows anything right? about this. Don't blow the lid off that. <laughs> um, and decides to take her to a bus station and just be like, go. Yeah. She's so, had enough of this sharing her awesome husband. Right. <laughs> he's a delight. I want to be right, myself. Yeah. So she tells her, I'm going to work on reforming him. He's going to, like, we're going to get past this. So don't tell anybody about what happened. Oh, okay. I'm going to fix sure. him. No problem. So she has Colleen call Asshead and say, I'm leaving. And apparently he bursts into tears. Right. Right. So he's in love. I know. I mean, it's just good old fashioned romance. Yeah. So she goes home. She doesn't tell anybody. I don't understand how all of this works. Like, I don't know. She just goes with it. Yeah, like, okay. are her parents like, what the fuck? Is she just, like, wounded all over? Like, I, I don't. The details are apparently not included in this narrative. <laughs> wow. I am so sorry, everybody. Um, but so then finally, Janice, the wife, realizes that neither prayer nor counseling are going to help Cameron. So she goes. Wait, 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 wait. Prayer <laughs> didn't help? I know. Fucking weird. What about thoughts and prayers? Well, though? she probably forgot the thoughts Yeah. Part. Because that would work. That works pretty much across the board. Weird. So she tells her pastor, and he's like, um, no. That's you not need how to this tell works. the police about this. <laughs> so then she finally goes to the cops. For fuck's sake, she finally goes. So um, she tells all about poor Colleen's abduction, and then tells them that this was not the first girl that he <gasps> abducted. What? They no. were only married for like a year before. I know. So, so another wait, girl. So Colleen didn't even tell. At the no. end, it was the wife. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. All right. So, so another girl, girl, Marie Elizabeth Spanhicky, Spanhank, Span something, was 19. She was walking along a road in 1976 when she accepted a ride from the couple. Nobody knew what happened to her. And then Janice told the police that 
Uh, she had started to be their slave, but she just wouldn't fucking stop screaming. So he... Such a bad, bad thing in a yeah, slave. Yeah, so he slit her throat. Oh, my her, God. Yeah, like cut her vocal cords out, but she was still alive. Or, I, it's all what? shady because there was no evidence of it. Yeah, she's just making this so shit that, up. So then they're saying that he like finally just you know, stabbed her to death and they went and buried her body. But they were never able to find her body. So they couldn't press charges. But again. they knew there was a real murder. person with that. Like they knew who yeah, it was. that was like a missing person. Oh my God. Yeah. So then the police go to Colleen's house and yeah. she obviously confirms the story. So then obviously the police go right back to Cameron, arrest him. Uh, and then he goes to trial. Thank okay. goodness. Mm-hmm. So the, his attorney tries to make it sound like uh, she was into it. Right. Well, you know, she signed she a contract. She could have escaped, yeah. but she didn't. So whatever. Uh, <clears throat> so the jury did not go for that. It took them two and a half days to find him guilty of kidnapping, sodomy, and rape. And on November 22nd, 1985, he was sentenced to 104 years in prison. Um, But his wife, fucking Janice, got immunity to testify against him. So that's fucking ridiculous. So he came up for parole in 2015, but was denied. How was that even possible? That is not anywhere close to 100 years. It's something, it was something like when you turn like 65, like okay. retirement age or something, there's some. You might get to retire from your you prison. You retire from jail. <laughs> it's some like old age. I don't know. You know, they should start, you know, like they can let them out. It's much cheaper for them probably at that point because that's when they start getting expensive in jail, right? Like they need medications, special diets and other accommodations, et cetera. It's a huge drain. Yeah. Huge pain in the ass. But nope, they decided they're going to keep him in there, and they're probably going to keep him in there at least another 15 more years, probably more. So I think his next parole is 2022, which probably won't happen. Right. Uh, So What a fucking asshole. I know. Ugh. So Colleen tries to move on. Um, She does manage to get married, which is more than I can say for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Colleen is a survivor. She is a survivor. But she does get married four times. So that probably didn't go super great. Yeah. Um, And she has a daughter. You know what, though? At least I can say she was smart enough to get out. Unlike the first relationship. She, you know. She was like, bye. (laughs) This is not working. I'm out. (laughs) Oh, it's terrible. Uh so I believe she has a she has a child who's now in jail, and then she raises her grand her child, child. is in jail. Yeah, oh, that's and I sad. didn't dive into why. Um, but so both she and Janice have changed their last names and continue to live in California. Okay, but with no communication, surprisingly. Weird. No communication to. They don't want to reminisce or anything. Oh, really? I but know. they did do the documentary. Uh Colleen did. Janice, no one's heard from. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. With okay. each other. Got it. That's what I mean. Oh, oh no okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Wow, I'm surprised they don't get know, together like, for tea. Hey, remember Thanksgiving? Amazing. You used to clean the house so well. I just I've miss never it. found I a housekeeper find like that. I good help anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh, so in 2009, Colleen wrote a book called The Simple Gifts of Life in which she describes her ordeal and what she learned from it um and number one on her list of life lessons is don't hitchhike that is a yes take heed everyone very good lesson yeah but yeah 
there's the story of a girl God, in the can box. you imagine, like, she didn't get in the van with the five guys or whatever, and that probably would right? have been safer. Seven years. Oh so then I was God. thinking, like, seven years. That was 2011 for us. Like, Kate and Prince William got married. <laughs> That's how long ago that was. <laughs> Occupy Wall Street was happening. Oh, my God. That was that long ago? Yes. Wow. Uh, Steve Jobs died. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. That's when Charlie Sheen went fucking bananas oh. with his tiger blood. <laughs> but I mean, like, oh. you're down there just the whole time. So many Two, things. It's like 2,555 days. So she missed 77 <clears throat> to 84? Four. Yeah. I mean, and it obviously. Is that a ran contra? Did she miss that? <laughs> was that what she missed? I mean, and that was fun. Yeah, that's exciting times. Uh, yeah, and I don't know, like, how much TV she got to watch or if she was just, I, like. Well, I she'd had a TV in the box. That would have helped a little bit. I mean, yeah. I don't I think she did. It sounds like she was in her box. head doing a lot of. Yeah, no, she was the box. Man. Could you imagine? If... No. Me alone with my head for 23 hours a day would be some. But then, like, the thing is, is you're so goddamn helpless. There's nothing you can do but deal with it. There's no running, like, I'm good at running away from things, and there's no running away from that. But how do you, but how is the will to live that strong also? That you're not just like, you know what? Bye. If you want to kill me, kill me. Yeah, it's true. Or kill yourself, or, like. I'm sure there would be people for whom that would happen, you know? Somehow she just managed to. Yeah, but I feel like you don't, I mean, obviously you don't hear about them. You know what else is the trippy thing? Is that one of her survival mechanisms was talking to god right because like because god is totally on board with me like the people maintain not only that they maintain their faith but it's something that helps them survive through some horrible shit and like the be the ability to work through that dichotomy of there's horrible shit happening to me and yet i'm gonna rely on this all-powerful god to get me through it like so either he's up there and he made this and he's just like Yo, you guys are fucking this up. But you can talk to me about it. Like it's fine. Yeah. Or he's like, this this needs to be happening. I'm super sorry, but like, there's a lesson. There's here. a yeah, there's a reason. Like either way, I don't I don't want to know that it's, guy. Right? It's crazy. Terrible. I don't yeah. understand how they work their way through that. I, I mean, mean, that's not true because I have like I have a faith, but it's not really like that kind of a faith. I just kind of have more of a. Well, I know, and I know that I've said it like a hundred times. Like every time I have a friend who has a sick kid or a sick husband or anything, like really sick, cancer and all that, and they're just like, you know, Jesus, just really, and I'm like, what? Yeah, explain this to me. And I've tried to talk to my mom about it because she's very religious, and just been like, Mom, I don't understand how you can say that like God and Jesus helped you through this terrible thing that's happening to your child, like. Because he's watching from the sky and he he's just here to help you, talk you through it, like a counselor. But he made you at the same time, but then was like, hands off, I'm just going to talk you through this. Like, is he just like a hostage negotiator? Like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> like, I'm re-listening to Christopher Hitchens' God is Not Great yes. on audiobook. And he reads it himself and he has a fantastic voice. Right, he does, yeah. And it's just... And it, so it's probably just like going into my subconscious every night when I'm sleeping. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, there is no God. God. <laughs> Worse. But he really just points out like how bananas religions are. Yeah. And how. 
I tend to find they can be explained away bananas. so easily. Just like this was the mythology that these people needed yeah. before we could read or before we could explain lightning or like. So the only thing, like, it's interesting because I too have very little compliance with like any sort of religion or any sort of belief in kind of what they're pitching. <laughs> However, because I've got sober in AA mm. and there's a big spiritual a component to that, but no religion. Right. And, but so when you're going through that and you're watching people's lives change because they decided to accept that, it's very hard to not see that there's a power to it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it's not necessarily God and Jesus and Mo or Mohammed or Abraham or any of that shit. Mozart. <laughs> well, Mozart, yeah. I mean, I mean he is a God. Not myself. But you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. it's hard to deny that because people decided to live a certain way and follow a certain path, their lives change for the better. Yeah. But I don't know what that is. And sometimes I do. And it feel could be like the there's... power of your own mind. I don't know. Yeah. But and it I feel clearly like works. Fate is a thing sometimes. <laughs> I feel like lessons are a thing like mm -hmm. i feel like there is something bigger than us just being like like i remember dating a guy in college that for some reason i was like what do you think happens to us when we die and he's like nothing which is like like a frog dies and i was like really you think yeah. that's it and i was like i'm not quite that like nihilist about things right like, I'm, there's a little bit that's like you know i do kind of think Everybody serves a purpose, and it is kind of like a network of people and minds and ideas and circumstances where, like, weird shit happens. Yeah. Stuff that you can't explain. Right. And every possible eventuality is possible. Like, and I mean, I would say that with somebody who's just evil like that, yeah. well, there's just, you know, if, I mean, if you go back to the weird creation myth and the mm, garden right. and leave that stupid Eve... That evil woman invited evil into the world. And so there you go. It's not God's problem. <laughs> he told her not to. Fucking absurd. Yeah, that is. But I mean, also. I would imagine that be just because you have a God doesn't mean that somebody else does and they could still act like a total asshole. Exactly. And that doesn't protect you from them necessarily. Right. And I believe that. But anyway. It's crazy. This conversation got really deep. So deep. I'm not, I don't even know. Like I need one of those bars that Earth. you have right now so that I can... Those chocolate bars oh. that you're stashed in here. You were touching your forehead like I have like a metal bar you I put on your head. <laughs> I can't handle it. I need all one the of those thinking. gold bars you place on your head when you get stressed. I need out. one of those chocolate pot bars you got in the fridge. I do. My little moon bars. Yeah. They're delicious. And I'm stockpiling them. Apparently. Just kidding, everybody. I'm still sober. She is. She walks in with a fucking 40 ounce highball. Highball. And I definitely Sparkling thought it was water. alcohol. But it sounds like the worst thing in the world. It sounds it's worse water than with energy attached. But just sparkling water is so gross. I love sparkling water. No, it's like yep. whatever tweets you sent me that were like, oh no, it was great. Like <laughs> the soda you would get to drink in a world with no emotions. It's like, like somebody's <laughs> eating a piece of fruit in the other room. It's <laughs> so true. It's so gross. And I love it. It's like someone like hiccuped a taste on here. <laughs> beverage stop yeah poof i love it because there's no sugar and there's just a slight that's flavor. fine i don't drink sugary drinks i'm yeah. mostly a crystal light kind of gal that's too sweet for me i don't so, like sweet. i mean i do like my aspartame <laughs> which I is do want safe. my cancer causing no it's safe that's a lot whatever it's a total lie. i don't believe that there's anything on this planet that doesn't give you cancer at this point oh i'm probably about the cancers yeah definitely just a matter of it gets you before you die of something else honestly basically yeah. yeah. Uh, did you know, fun fact, that lobsters will live 
forever until they are killed. And I know that really? that sounds because they're aliens, but yeah, they just live. They don't get sick. Nope. They don't age out. Nope. Because they're aliens. And that's why they used to be so plentiful. Until we fished them. Uh, we did. We suck. Fucking pilgrims. Yeah, they used to eat lobster like it was going out of style. Because, yeah. And you would get lobsters that were literally 30 fucking pounds because they just grow and grow and grow and grow. Yeah. Well, it's like tuna, right? Like the, the bluefin tuna that we've fished out of existence practically. Like, what else? Orange ruffy and cod. and <sighs> salmon I think we're working on now. I can't even have a rhino burger anymore. Nope. No more white rhino burgers. Fucking... Humans. No more white rhino horn for your medicinal for my needs. Sex powder. <laughs> God. Now I'm gonna be impotent, starving, mm. dying alone. You guys were fucking everything up. Guys, we're ruining it. All of it. They outlived the dinosaurs. They outlived ice ages and volcanoes and we're, meteors. Yeah. We're badasses. We kill them all. We are the worst. We are the worst. So there you go, everyone. Happy, um, happy times. On that happy, note. Happy Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> have a great week, everyone. We should probably turn it back around. Do you have any good news? No, I don't like turning it back around. <laughs> I like ending on that note. I do have some good news. We have a new Patreon supporter. Oh, tell me. His name is Mike Ryle. R-Y-A-L. So, Mike, Burgundy. you're the best. Thanks, Thank you Mike. so much. Welcome to the dysfunctional club of your life. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, are the worst, but we do have some of the best people. We do. I, I love like our, our group. People. I know. They're awesome. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Yep. Keep posting. Keep keep sending us your stupid pictures and memes because I love them. We do. Oh, my God. I had somebody from another group send me, like, all of the God-making animals memes, and I was <gasps> dying Yeah, someone asked me, like, why didn't you follow that up with what they actually fucking were? And I was like, oh, I just thought that they were... Because I, I just well, I have them all that now. everyone spends like 22 hours a day on social media the way that I do. Where yeah. I'm like, oh, I've looked at Twitter for 30 minutes. Guess I'll go back to Facebook and see if anything's new there. Oh, nothing is. Guess I'll go to Instagram, see if anything's new there. Yeah. No, people don't. But I do have like a hundred of them now. We'll so post. I could start putting some up. Yeah, we can post a bunch of them. They're yeah. fantastic. And Bill, you can't post too much stuff. No, You're nobody right. can. Yeah. Bill, Mike. Whoever else is out there. Oh, y'all. <laughs> oh, y'all. Yeah. We can stop with the embarrassing pictures of me. No, Lauren, no. keep them coming. Lauren? Please. I feel like you're, I... You are an invaluable <laughs> member of the group with your ability to embarrass Valentina. Oh, you really do. Yeah. She's so... She, and she's my attorney. Like, she has... What? But dirt. it's fucking privileged. Yes, she can't <gasps> share the dirt. Lauren, it's privileged. I'll fucking sue your ass off. <laughs> We'll take you for all your Only work. if it was used in some sort of court case. I don't think everything about your life yes, is privileged. Yes, it's all. It is. <laughs> I don't think that's how it's that works. All, it all adds up to my criminality. Oh, boy. All off the record. Well, good luck with that. On the record. And she know. probably knows Objection. the rules better than you. Objection. <laughs> Rambling. <laughs> Sustained. I, I just want to say this. Okay, on that note. Did we, did we turn it back around okay? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. New Patreons. That's awesome. Yeah. People yeah. posting cool shit. God yep. making funny animals. First day today is the first day of spring, but it won't be for these guys. Yep, first day of spring. It's very exciting. It rained and was super and windy and weird gross outside. And humid. Mm -hmm. um, so that's awesome. Did you? No, you didn't get a new tattoo. Lauren did. No, but I have mine scheduled. My second sleeve. What? Yep, for June. You're like flying past me. 
Well, you're already way back. (laughs) I started past you. (laughs) So true. I just feel like there's so much pressure because now I only have one arm. Like I didn't. Like I had five arms before, but like it's just this one bare arm now, and I'm just like, oh, so much pressure. I kind of have ideas to do, and it sounds fucking stupid, but I'm trying to make it cooler illustrations and characters and things from all my favorite books growing up that's an awesome like the idea things from where the wild things are and something from like the phantom toll booth like talk the dog did you ever i didn't read that <gasps> one that's a, it actually holds up hmm. i know that sounds insane that you know you're reading a child's books are amazing. book i mean like a preteen book but it's still like really cute about language and numbers and like just how you learn if you got a good artist, you could do something really fucking cool. With that. Yeah, like I probably have like forty screenshots from just different books, like Frog and Toad are friends. <gasps> I do remember that one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle was a good one. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Oh, what were some other ones? I don't know. I just have a whole like list of ones that I would. Um, not Pete's Dragon, but like my father's dragon, I think was one. I don't know. There's just a bunch of really cool ones. Mine is a sort of a creepy haunted carnival theme. What? With a, it's gonna be a carousel no, horse, clowns, right? Carousel horse, okay. but like a creepy sort of skeletal evil carousel horse, like in Game of Thrones, like the White Walkers horses. I fucking love that. Oh, I should send that to him as a kind of an example. With their, but then like it, I want it to go from my arm across my shoulder and onto my back because I have a something I want to but like cover up a whole horse. The court, the carousel horse is gonna be here, like the, the top part of my arm. Gotcha. Um, and then the rest of it, like the circus kind of thing, is going to go onto my shoulder and then onto my shoulder. Can you get my blade. face in there? Your face? Yeah. Of course. Awesome. Yeah, and I still need to get the um, pinup of Mike done. You should so. do our faces in our logo. <laughs> we'll put a mole on me and I'll hold the cigarette. <laughs> we'll just superimpose our faces. I've tried to figure out how to do something with our logo, but haven't that'd be fantastic. It out yeah, I'm on board. Maybe on my other heel. Got my SK one on my one heel. And put on, a, on, on her heel, heel. Yeah, oh. on the side of my heel, like here. Oh, oh. Have you seen the riders that do heels down? No. Oh, it's kind of cute. Yeah, it is kind of cute. But whatever. All right, everyone. All right, everyone. We, we love you. We love you. Don't forget to call me. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.